Have you ever wondered, what's so special about that song? Have you asked yourself why you can't get that one song out of your head? Find out here, as my fellow musician and co-host, Didier Jonti, also known as A, and I, Dishtan Solomon, also known as Drish, analyze and deconstruct your favorite Christian music. This is Noteworthy. Welcome to another episode of Noteworthy. Today we're analyzing King of Glory by Passion, which is off of Roar that was released March 6th. It's the newest Passion album. And the single came out just before New Year's. So December 31st, 2019 was the first time the world listened to King of Glory. And A, my friend, what are your thoughts on the song? (laughs) So this is interesting. You and I have talked a little bit about it before. Mm-hmm. And we have, this is going to be an interesting episode because we have different views on this song. It's true. I'm excited. So the first time I heard it was while I was sitting in my room during winter 2019 or 2020, maybe, well, January maybe. Probably 2020. Yeah. And I see all the people who are at Passion posting about it and doing the king of glory challenge i don't know if you know about it but it was like it was like a dance it was kind of silly um like a tiktok thing i don't know it was just it was just like a little funny dance and i don't think i even listened to the song fully and i think actually that influenced a lot of my opinions about this song it just gave me a weird like why is this challenge thing And then the more I listened to it, because you thought it was cool, so I was like, there must be something good about this song. (laughs) Because if Drew says it's good, it's good. I appreciate that. I think it is a very fun... Fun is probably the word. Mm -hmm. It's a fun song. It has that energy to it. I think it's it's interesting writing faster worship songs, because there's probably a reason why most worship music is slower in tempo. It's because arguably easier to write hmm. arguably of course there's not a lot like Hillsong Young and Free churns out some good ones every now and then Elevation has some hype ones but most of them are mid-tempo which is interesting because this one is also kind of I think it's considered 85 or 84 something like that BPM yeah exactly it's double time which we will talk about in a little bit but before that I just want to mention this isn't my favorite song ever. I don't think it's mm. a bad song, but it's not my favorite song ever because it feels like a kid's song. And it's not a bad thing. It's just like for me, I listen to it and, you know, it doesn't do it. That's interesting because when I think of this song, I think camp. Yeah. Well, tell us a little about passion. What is passion? Nobody's ever heard of passion before. <laughs> Uh, Passion is a yearly conference that is led by Louis Giglio, who is a pastor. And Passion City has been organizing uh, yearly conferences every year, obviously, because I said yearly, uh, since (laughs) 1995, focusing on 
college students or college-aged students. I went one year in 2015, 2016, well, 2016 technically, Mm -hmm. um, because it was on New Year's. And it was an incredible experience, changed my life. Like, I grew so much in my love for the Lord. They have a band which is led by Christian Stanfield, Brett Yonker, and Melody Malone. Legends. Yeah, but a lot of times their albums will feature like the big names in Christian music, like Chris Tomlin, Mike Redman, Crowder, and a lot of other people. Sean Curran. Sorry, I just throw in Sean Curran because I love Sean Curran. Ah, yes. Yes, we can't forget the legendary Sean Curran. Big Sean Curran mm-hmm. guy. They also work with a lot of well-known songwriters. This song in particular has Christian Stanfield and Brett Yonker and Hank Bentley, Matt Maher, and Jason Ingram uh, as the co-writers yeah. and all of those names. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible guys. This song is based off of Psalm 24, verse 7 through 10, mm-hmm. which actually was one of my, like, a very significant scriptures from my childhood. Even though I wasn't really strong in my faith at the time, I clearly remember because we would do this thing at my church where the pastor would read or whoever is reading um, on the pulpit, he would read one verse and the congregation would read the next verse. It was like a mm. call and response thing. So it's, it was kind of cool when I like realized that that's what this song was about. Yeah, that's really interesting. I know there's a hymn based on Psalm 24, verses 7 through 10. Forget how it goes, but it's lift up your head. Oh, ye gates, mm. be lifted up, ye ancient doors. <laughs> Shout out to David. King David, I mean. Good old Dave. <laughs> All right, the first thing you hear when you listen to this song is this intro that has a nice little melody line. Yeah, let's get into the song. The intro melody, I think, is a big highlight of the song, to be honest. Um, It's very cool. It's like this upright piano-sounding lick that it's just very pretty, and it's like... I actually like had to... like. Like when I was trying to figure out what the notes were, I realized that's what it does. But I, in my head, I'm hearing dun 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 dun. But it's like mm. not that. Pretty sure the intro melody is. Here's the funny thing about that: in the outro, the electric guitars are playing. Or some, something along those oh. lines. There's a couple added notes. I did not notice that. So it's, it's just the electric guitars, though, that melody, which is really interesting. I wonder why. It's probably to make it different because at that point, you've heard that lick already like maybe once or twice, and it just mm-hmm. adds more, more ear candy. And it's almost more natural when you have those added notes in there. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but I guess the official melody is that 66653 six, without the five between. I agree with you that the intro piano line is something that definitely makes it special. Mm-hmm. So the lyrics on the first verse are, don't lose heart, oh my soul, oh my soul. Don't give up, there's hope, there's always hope. And then there's a short little instrumental that goes back into um, the second half of the verse, I guess, that is, there's peace in the storm, in the storm, don't forget he's Lord, he's Lord of all. What are your thoughts on that? When I was reading this, not reading, listening to it, 
and I, I'm trying to figure out what is it about that song that just doesn't sit well with me. It's actually a lot of it is in the verse. Uh-huh. I just don't think that choice of oh my soul, oh my soul is like the best choice ever. Like that five one one, like it's just it sounds. I don't want to use like harsh terms because it's like music is subjective and songwriting is. It's not like mm-hmm. this is right and this is wrong. It's just that some things are associated with different things because of maybe what you grew up with, like culture-wise or mm-hmm. um, things like that. So that's something about the verses that don't sit well with me. The repetition of Oh My Soul and In yeah, the Storm. Oh My Soul, Oh My Soul. And I agree with you on that. I'm not too fond of the Oh My Soul, Oh My Soul, but it doesn't necessarily bother me mm-hmm. like it does you. Mm-hmm. But don't give up. There's hope. There is always hope. Yeah. That part, I feel like, is really cool. Quite the contrast for you. Yeah. But I, I do. I, I like that second line. I think that's a nice melody, especially the change from don't give up. There is hope. There is always hope. Mm-hmm. And I think the same with don't forget he is Lord. He is Lord of all. Although notice how the second line has the last word the same there's hope there's always hope and the fourth line is don't forget he is lord he is lord of all there's no there's no real rhyme i guess here again especially because of the repetition yeah on uh, soul and hope i guess kind of rhyme storm and all not so much um yeah i mean it's kind of close i mean it's yeah. not super close but it also partially has to do with the melody the way that it's constructed, because it's don't lose heart, oh my soul, oh my soul. That is almost in itself a complete thought. Once you repeat those last three words, and then when you go to don't give up, there's hope, there is always hope. It's also in itself a complete thought. Maybe not from a songwriting, from a lyrical perspective, they're tied together, but from a melodic perspective, it seems like each line is its own line. Mm. Melodically, like it's kind of like, it's one verse according to like the chart and stuff from Passion, but it's kind of like two halves, like mm-hmm. two verses where it's like one line like and it repeats, but then that other line was different at the end and it finishes right. the the big melody that, you know, it's like mm-hmm. kind of like half of the sentence or like a semicolon, you know, and mm-hmm. then yeah. another sentence technically, but it's a different thought. Mm-hmm. And here's probably my favorite part of the song. Something really fun happens at the end of that verse one. (laughs) And it's just a small little guitar lick. Yes. It's electric guitar and... It's a really fast little lick. I think it's just these three notes. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's an electric guitar, so it has delay and reverb on it. And it just, I think it adds so much to the end of that verse. So much. It's like a little piece of candy in the song. It's yeah. just nice. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I was listening to this song, I was in a car, and I was like, oh, new song by Passion, let's put it on. And the first verse came along, and I heard this lick, and I was like, what? And then the chorus like started right after, and I was like, no, 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 wait, 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 I think I just heard something. <laughs> and, I went and I went back probably 10 seconds and had to listen to that again, and I was like, oh, that's nice. And I mean, I play electric guitar. You do too. Yeah. So for us as electric guitarists, it's like, ooh, like yeah. this is... Because there's not a lot of 
really great guitar-based songs. Mm. And I wouldn't say this really is guitar-based either. Um, it's a lot more, I guess, piano-driven and rhythm, yeah. like drums-driven drums. and stuff. But there's these beautiful, like, small gems of yeah. melodies here and there that I think add so much to the song. Yeah. I wouldn't even have noticed it until I think you were, we were listening to it at some point, And then you, like, you pointed it out. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> that's so cool. Whoever came up with that a passion, you are my hero. <laughs> and then the chorus, which I am a fan of. Yeah, me too. I think that is the redeemable part of this song for me. I love fun songs, but you know, I feel like a fun song to me is Glorious Day by who is Passion. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Glorious Day by Passion, where it's just, I don't think it's trying to be fun. It just is fun. Like this song, I feel like is trying to be fun. It is pushing for fun, which is not a bad thing. Like this chorus, it doesn't feel like I'm trying. It just, I can't help but dance. You know, it's just like, right. Like, I just want to bop my head. Mm. So, I, that's why I really like this chorus. I love when songs make you feel something and you don't have to try to feel anything. You don't have to look for anything. It's just clear fun or clear emotion. Mm. That's good. I agree with you on that point. I, you said it needs redemption. I don't think this song needs redeeming because it's already <laughs> good one. <laughs> but anyway, the words on the chorus are, there's a king of glory, there's a God who saves, one who is strong and mighty, freedom is in his name. So right off the bat, it's a ABAB rhyme scheme. And then open the gates of heaven, lift up a shout of praise. There is a lion roaring, Jesus the king of glory. And heaven and praise don't rhyme, roaring in glory. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. It, it's it's close enough to, yeah. I mean, it works. Especially when you sing it, it's more of a roaring glory. It depends on which part of the world you're from. It might rhyme for you and might not. But it definitely rhymes when you listen to Passion. Like while I was taking vo voice lessons, it would tell me not to sing some of the consonants because it like maybe messes up your tone a little bit or, you know, so warring, glory. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the melody from There is a King of Glory and There is a God who saves is the same that is on Open the Gates of Heaven, Lift Up a Shout of Praise. And it's almost like your ear is expecting the same melody that is on One Who is Strong and Mighty, Freedom is in His Name, uh, to be the last two lines at the end of the chorus. But it changes and it provides a more conclusive melody. Yeah. Even Jacob Collier will talk about this. Jacob Collier is ah. one of the greatest musicians of all time. That's true. And he just <laughs> says amazing things. But he talks about a lot of times about how music is a big game of tension and release. And that's what feels good about it. And it's kind of like going away from home and going back home like when it goes halfway through uh freedom is in his name you're not home yet you're just at the halfway mark starting to mm -hmm. go back home where somewhere that kind of feels you know it just feels mm -hmm. right yeah i agree and it's interesting to note that the melody on there is a lion roaring is the same as jesus the king of glory mm. and 
the song is a lot of repeated phrases. The song kind of does that really well, or depending on how you look at it, does some of it pretty well. <laughs> it doesn't agree with me on the repetition. I would say, like, even for me, I, if that is the goal they're, like, trying to make, if if you think this melody is cool, I want to hear it more, they did mm. that well, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all depends on if you think the melody is cool, what right, it comes right. down to. <laughs> But also something I really love about the chorus is that the melody feels like they are band hits. It's very syncopated. It almost feels like, there is a king of glory. Yeah. Like, uh, it's hard to even explain that without you seeing me doing the movements of (laughs) of hitting the drums. I see what you're saying, though. Yeah. It's like, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think that's what makes... It really fun mm-hmm. to sing. In stark contrast to the verses that yep. are yep. one, two, three, uh, so it's like very on on the downbeats. That's a really cool songwriting trick that I mean mm-hmm. a lot of songwriters use, knowingly or unknowingly. It's something we do because it also feels right. It feels mm-hmm. a lot of songwriting is it feels right, you know. Yeah, yeah. So from the chorus, we transition to verse two. Just lift your eyes, stand in awe, stand in awe. There is one, only one, where your help comes from. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, actually, that's one of my favorite things in music in general. Mm. I don't know why. I just love a good half verse. Yeah. Like, if you have, like, a verse one, and then the verse two is shorter... It just, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, it just feels so good. I think it's when you have a really good chorus. Yeah. You just can't wait to get to it. It's like really satisfying. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's especially for a song like this, when your chorus is catchy, it sounds good, it feels good, it's fun. I mean, there's a saying that's don't bore us, get to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, uh, it's very applicable here, I guess. That, um, <laughs> not saying that this the verses are boring. Of course not. But I think there's a lot of value in the verses here as well. But most of what has to be said in the verses is already said. Yeah. Like, don't lose heart. There's peace in the storm. Like, don't forget he's Lord. Kind of just recentering the listener back to God, you know? And mm-hmm. the chorus is that, like, release. So lift your eyes, stand in awe, stand in awe. There's one, only one where help comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Like, enough said kind of thing yeah it's simple it's straight up like straight to the point and makes me want to listen to the chorus and there's a couple other electric guitar gems in there um feel free to look out for those because they're incredible yeah which brings us to this sudden change in everything that happens after the second chorus that the first time i heard i was like (laughs) Whoa, that is different. Yeah, that bridge is not its not a kid's song anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> we are in reverence now. Which yeah. actually, when I think of this passage of scripture, like if someone told me, write a song on this passage, I would be torn between, do I make this a fun, glorious Jesus is coming, or do I make it reverent? And I guess that mm. at the 
this song was like, I'm going to do both. Speaking of celebrate or reverence, the song originally didn't start out the way we hear it now, yes. did it? It didn't. There's an interview where they talk about how this song was about half the time, not the speed technically, but the time yeah. was half. So which would make it extremely slow. The One of their producers, Jacob Arnold, decided no, or suggested, I should say, to make it double time. Do you want to attempt to do it half the time? Yeah, so so currently it is somewhat like this. That's, I guess, is the double time feels like. A, and I guess half time would be. It's the same tempo, it's just it different. Feels... Or you can argue that it's literally half the tempo, but I, I doubt anybody would want to write that song as 100 and, what would it be, 85 times 2? Yeah. 190 BPM or? Like in my head, when I hear this song and I want to count, I count 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. But it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, uh -huh. you know? That's so funny because when I, I think I first counted it, I was like, oh, it's a one and two and two yeah. and four. And, and those, like the ands, the, mm. the offbeats are emphasized because the snare is on the and of one. So it's one and two and three and four. Technically, you could argue, or the song should be at 170 BPM. Mm -hmm. I'm, the last time I said 190, but that is wrong because nah. 85 times two is 170 so, sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, we graduated college. We graduated college. That's all that matters. It's true. Music and numbers don't coincide at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Um, yes. Yeah, so very different ways of feeling the beat and the time of this song. Thanks to Jacob Arnold. Yeah, which is, it, it's a brilliant move. Yeah. Literally double timing it is literally just a whole different feel. Like, it's not the same song. And it's interesting because Jacob Arnold is a Nashville guy, and he's done a lot of work in this, like the Christian music circuit. And uh, he's a drummer. So that yeah, would so. explain, I mean, rhythm is his bread and butter, I'm assuming. He's worked a lot with Passion before. He's worked on Worthy of Your Name, Even So Come, A White Flag, all of classic passion albums gotcha. he even does drums on johnny swims oh wow georgica pond yeah uh, and some of elevations um songs as well so he's been around very versatile yeah very versatile and with experience you learn things like that but yeah let's talk about this bridge nations bow mountains shake at the sound of just one name overall jesus reigns and he sometimes says i know <laughs> at the end of those which actually I feel like add a lot for the genre or feel of that song I've been thinking about this all day I know that I know I know from somewhere it's Laney isn't it no it's the 1975 somebody else that's okay it's the bridge yeah this is horrible but I usually just combine all these bands and <laughs> just all these bands 
I mean, Lainey, 19. You know, it's horrible. It's I'm terrible <laughs> of me. I am ashamed it that is. I do this. I, I agree. Sorry, if you're listening and, and you are a Lainey fan, <laughs> a 1975 fan, yeah. I'm with you. I apologize. Don't, don't let my friend here be a deterrent. <laughs> How do you feel about the fact that it changes completely? It doesn't throw me off too much. Okay. And I feel like it, it lends itself to the overall theme of the song okay and the overall focus which is on god you know and kind of making jesus that central focus especially the chorus that says there's a king of glory there's a god who saves it's all about god like Mm -hmm. one who is strong and mighty freedom is in his name Mm -hmm. so it's very like god focused and i think that change from the energy of the rest of the song to the bridge that is the complete opposite almost works really well and probably better than Anything else that they could have done. Okay. And I like the words on there too, like the lyrics. Nations bow, mountains shake at the sound of just one name. Over all, Jesus reigns. It's an AAA rhyme, which those usually tend to be harder to do. Mm. But I think they they pull it off. Yeah. What comes after the bridge? After the bridge, we have an instrumental of sorts to take us back to the chorus. And this time, though, it's a little different. Yeah, it's cool. And I was listening, and I was trying to figure out what's different. Something just, you know, something you just notice something feeling different. And it's like everything dropped except drums, except guitars are actually still doing things. And mm-hmm. way in the back, it kind of feels like one of these, like, everything drops and just uh, drums and the voices cry out. But it's different. It just, yeah, it's cool. I really like that. The first time I listened to it, I was like, Wait, is this a dropout or not? Like, are we all dropping out? Yeah. Did the electric guitar forget to drop out? Or is, <laughs> like, I mean, of course not. So I don't know. It's At first, it caught me a little off guard. I was like, huh, that's kind of weird yeah. that it's not all out or all in. It's like drums and electric guitar. And I think the electric guitar is just pedaling the one. Yeah. And just the B flag. I'm pretty sure it's just doing this. It just kind of feels like, like if this was like a big rock song, this is the moment where like you just hear <laughs> fuzz and they're about to, like, but it's like uh-huh. really subtle and way in the back and it's not like distracting. You're just, mm. you just notice there's something happening, you know? Which is interesting. I wonder if they did that, they kept the guitar in because they already had one major instrumental drop in the form of the bridge mm. when there's really like nothing but dreamy pads and some piano and some like electric guitar swells and stuff and they might not have necessarily wanted to go the oh here's the cheesy drum break part Mm. i like that they didn't necessarily do that and you like it i like it i do too like the more i listen to it the more i'm like okay like i like that the last notable thing about the flow of this song to me is it's like the very last the outro they end on the i think they end on the end like there is a king Uh like it's not like a one two three four and and to the trash can everybody giving praise (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it just ends like in a fun way Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think another thing the song really does well all through the song is transitions. 
Mm. Every transition from section to section is notable. Some might even say noteworthy. <laughs> I was not ready for that. I had to. But really, those transitions, I would say, I would like urge anybody who's listening to go back and listen to those transitions, especially if you're a songwriter slash producer. Those transitions are really neat. Would you recommend it for congregational worship? I wouldn't not recommend it. I think it belongs more in a camp setting than it does in a church necessarily. But not not to say it can't be sung in church because, I mean, there's nothing theologically flawed necessarily. It's very scripturally based and it, it's a fun song. It's a good, I mean, I know a lot of churches do fast opening numbers. I think the song definitely works as that. If I was at camp right now, which I was at camp last summer, and I wish we had this song back at camp because we were struggling to find really like fun songs to do. And if I was at camp right now, I'd probably do King of Glory if I could because it really has that energy. What about you? I agree. I didn't even think about the camp thing. When I first heard it, I was like, I don't think it's a bad choice for a congregation, but I personally wouldn't choose it because I feel like it's a... It's a fun song to listen to, but not to participate in singing. So what is it on your noteworthy scale? I would say it's definitely noteworthy. It's a good song. I enjoy it. I love Passion, and I love a lot of their music. And this is one of their songs that I will definitely remember um, for a while. Yeah. What about you? I agree. I think it's noteworthy, especially because of the chorus. Just because I don't like like some parts of it, like I definitely don't disqualify the whole thing. And mm. in my like in my taste or my preference, I like most of it. If you like this song or found something interesting about it that you want to share with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at noteworthy.thepodcast and comment on our posts about this episode. We want to hear from you. Let us know which song you'd like us to analyze next. Thanks for listening.